Good morning and welcome to Grow Siouxland. Chris McGowan with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative. Coming to you today from the Siouxland Chamber radio broadcast studio in the lower level of our office facilities at 101 Pier Street in the heart of downtown Sioux City. And as we like to say, at the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative, we're Economic Development 101, we're Community Enhancement 101, we're Community Development 101, and we appreciate your support. On behalf of our producer, Mr. Justin Barker of Powell Broadcasting, we want to thank our program sponsor, our longtime program sponsor, Chris Bogenreef of NAI United. Chris will be our guest in the next couple of weeks, summarizing what took place in our economy throughout 2023. Chris is waiting for a couple of final statistics and measures uh, to be reported, and then we'll get him uh, on the airwaves just as soon as we can. Today, I'm thrilled to be joined by a first-time guest, a member of the Board of Directors of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce, an entrepreneur, a business owner, an executive in her own right, Chris Namani, who has an HR or human resources practice and is also a principal with Elite Staffing. Chris, welcome to Grow Siouxland. Thank you, Chris. Good morning. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you with us. And earlier this week, you and a couple of your colleagues with Elite Executive Partners and Elite Staffing delivered a presentation on the importance of mental health in the workplace. And we're going to focus on that uh, extensively and intensively in the second half of our program. But as we do each Saturday morning, we wish to give the listening audience an introduction to our guest. And so as we do each Saturday morning, tell us a little bit about where you grew up. Fantastic. So I grew up right here in Siouxland. And uh, I know that you also attended high school here locally. Bishop Heelan. And then uh, tell us, after your high school years, what came next for you? Okay, so I went away to school. I went to Mount Mercy, which is in Cedar Rapids. Loved it. Small school, Catholic school. You know, we we have that in common. I graduated from Helan um, in the mid-1980s and then went to a small private Catholic school in Minnesota. And for me, that was a good fit mm-hmm. because it was the right size for me to be able to continue to participate in athletics and student government and those kinds of things, which sometimes are a little more difficult at a large university. Right. So then I ended up transferring back here to Morningside and graduated from Morningside. So you're a Morningside Mustang. I am. And uh, with a local flavor. And what did you study in college? Uh, actually, it was human resources, uh, business management, marketing. It took me five years to get through. And then psychology and sociology minor. So pretty diverse, but I can certainly see how that educational foundation lended itself to exactly what you're doing today. Correct. What a, what a, what a great fit. Chris, t- tell me, how did you decide, for, for those students uh, that are seniors in high school, um, or maybe they're juniors, and they're starting to think about, what do I want to study in college? What directed you toward your major and your area of study? You know, Chris, I wish I could say at the time I knew what I wanted to do. I had no idea. I I went into it blindly. I knew I liked the business aspect. I knew I wanted to do something that interacted with people. So I went that direction and figured it out as I matured. And it makes a lot of sense. But for someone who uh, represents a executive search firm, a staffing company, an HR consultant, the HR, the marketing, they all kind of fit together rather nicely. Yes, they do. And did you enjoy your time at Morningside? I loved it. It's a, it's a great school. And it's, and I 
literally drove by earlier this week and I noticed the new archway and now they have a mm -hmm. bench with a large mon monogrammed or logoed M and boy, they've just done a beautiful job with their campus and their facilities and um, we're lucky to have them right here in this community. Yes, we are, as well as Briarcliff University. Yeah, and and if we go uh, there, can we go further in, in Western Iowa Tech, Northeast Community College, and then a lot of colleges just not too far away on the periphery and then our large universities from Iowa, Iowa State, the University of Nebraska, USD, SDSU up the road, and a shout out to our SDSU fans. They got their uh, national football championship back-to-back -back, uh, a couple right, of weeks ago. Right. So. And shout out to my niece, Erin Glidden, and Tyler Glidden, her husband. They both work for SDSU. Yeah, small world. And speaking of family, tell us a little bit about uh, your husband and children. Okay, so I'm married. My husband's name is Steve Nemanny. Uh, we are now celebrating 29 years. Oh, congratulations. Like a lucky woman. Fantastic. Three decades. Well done. And then we have three children. So we have Ben, who is a journeyman. He lives in Minneapolis. He's 33. Andrew, who's 28, he lives in L.A. and works for Medtronic in the medical device division. And then we have Katie, who is doing her master's at Georgetown in D.C. right now. Yeah, and you have to be a proud mom. And uh, you and I have had an opportunity to talk about all three of your children and the success that they're having. And and uh, shout out to all of them. Uh, I know you speak very highly of your son in Minneapolis, and I know that uh, um, your son, Andrew, is doing podcasts. Yes, and, Permission to Shine. Yeah, that's awesome. So you might want to look that one up, folks. He does an incredible job and really gets some fascinating guests. Uh, on a relatively new and emerging podcast, but starting to make waves in that field. And he'll be proud of his mom for getting on the radio and doing an interview too. So uh, Andrew, uh, your mom's smiling broadly. And then of course, Katie in her studies out in Washington, D.C. at Georgetown, which is uh, yes. quite an accomplishment. Yeah, and she'd gone to the University of Iowa and gotten her engineering degree. And a former student body president at Bishop Heelan yes, High School. She was, so She was blessed in that. You're listening to Gross Land on KSCJ, 1360 AM, 94.9 FM, where our guest today is Chris Nemanny. Chris serves as an executive, a principal, and an owner with elite executive partners and elite staffing. She also has an independent human resources consulting practice. And in that capacity, uh, she serves as the external human resources consultant for the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce, where she serves on the board of directors. And Chris, we talked about your family a bit and your background here in Sioux City and, and graduating from high school here at Helan, um, on to Mount Mercy, and then later uh, to complete your degree at Morningside University, probably Morningside College then. Yes. Um, that said, tell us about your career progression. What came first after graduating from Morningside? Well, I was lucky enough to know people who worked at Gateway, and so I started my HR career at Gateway, hiring hourly people. And you know, this is back in the time when everybody and their dog wanted to work for Gateway. I knew nothing about HR. I thought I did, but I didn't. Uh, so I started out there and was surrounded by fabulous managers that gave me every opportunity to learn. It's really remarkable because at that time, Gateway would have been absolutely overwhelmed, literally swamped with candidates to join that company. Yes, and I was blessed that I someone opened the door for me to get me an interview, and I was able to go in, got hired, and again, back then, uh, they did so many lunch and learns, they made education available to you, so I was able to grow my HR chops at that point. 
what what a remarkable place. What a what a great foundation because there was just so much going on and there were so many young professionals like yourself. Yes. Yes, I was surrounded with the best. What what a, what a fascinating time and I know this from my own personal experience and some of my friends who went to work there and applied and applied in various areas and regardless of where they applied, oftentimes they ended up in sales because they had such a need for growth in the sales force and then there were too many guys named John, too many guys named Mike, too many women um, named Jennifer. And so everybody had to change their name. Right. Everybody yep. had to have a unique name on the telephone. And so my buddies, um, who might have been Joe or John or Steve, ended up being Dakota, Reagan, and Chip. Yes. I supported, I eventually ended up getting in a position where I supported major accounts. And oftentimes, you would know the person by their phone name and not their real name. And and I think it was set up that way. Absolutely. For for their protection sometimes as well. Yeah, and, and for commissions. Yes. Right? Who who's working yeah. with this client and and that name was was all too important. And I had buddies that that literally took calls from six in the morning till ten o'clock at night. And at six in the morning they were servicing the East Coast, who was an hour ahead. And at ten o'clock at night they were serving the West Coast, which was two hours behind. So our central time zone, I think, lent itself to that early emergence at Gateway. Right. So from Gateway, which was a springboard for me, I went to Beacons Group and worked for Greg Demon. I was there for I think about four years until my friend and colleague at the time, Tim Funk, came to me and said, I'm going to go out and do my own consulting. He was going to start an accounting, a CFO accounting position, uh, independent consulting company. And he said, I think I'll have clients who need an HR arm. At the time, I was pregnant with Katie, who is now 23. And I didn't know if I could afford to make the transition to an independent consultant. Uh, but I loved the idea of being able to pick and choose the clients that I would get to work with to make sure that my moral compass matched their moral compass. So I thought, you know what? I think this is a calling. So I made the leap, started out literally with three to five clients. Hawkeye Distribution was my very first client. Went in, helped Bill England with some of his business issues on the HR side. Bill was a wonderful mentor to me. So a shout out to Bill England and his family. Yes, uh, wonderful people. Uh, Steve, a uh, very successful um, in the world of ophthalmology in our Siouxland community with yes. the practice in Dakota Dunes. Um, Lucia, married to one of the welding boys yep. here. I grew Chad up with welding. Sarah. Yep, and uh, knew uh, her older brother and her little brother as well. So a shout out to the England family and, and the Fergusons as well. Yes, fabulous people. So it was great because Bill had a lot of poker buddies who uh, needed HR help. So word of mouth. I went from, you know, five clients to 10, 10 to 15, 15 to 20, up to 100. And then I started organically growing the practice. And it would be Siouxland local, but then it started growing out to Des Moines, Sioux Falls, Omaha, Sioux Center, Orange City. And I was doing a lot of driving time. And I thought, okay, how can I cut this back? You know, I had three young kids. I wanted to make sure that I was focusing on my kids and being very fair to my clients and my practice. So, and I had a lot of companies come to me and say, hey, 
can you help me find good staff? I know you're helping me with compliance issues, but can you help me find somebody to run my business? And I was outsourcing that to other headhunting companies and sometimes getting great responses and sometimes feeling like they were throwing spaghetti against the wall. So I started talking to my good friend, Chris Ferry and Stuart Lee, who owned IBC at the time and said, hey, I think we can do this better. Let's get into this market. I'll keep our day jobs, but let's start a boutique staffing company that focuses on executive recruitment and then at that time, clerical placements on attempt to hire status. And that is, uh, that's a fascinating development. We know IBC's formerly uh, Innovative Business Consultants. And after a short commercial break, Chris, we're going to come back and talk extensively about you launching your own business and the priority placed on mental health by the Siouxland Chamber this week. You're listening to Grow Siouxland, and we'll be right back with Chris Namani of Elite Staffing after this short commercial break. Looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial property in Siouxland? One call is all you need. NAI United, the largest and highest producing commercial real estate firm in Siouxland. Speak with Bo Bronger, Nick Madsen, Aaron Rooney, Nate Connolly, or Chris Bogenreid. NAI United has the answers to your questions for commercial real estate in all corners of Siouxland. All NAI agents are licensed in Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Put NAI United to work for you today. Go to NAIUnited.com and learn more. NAI United, uniquely positioned to serve your needs. Welcome back to Grow Siouxland. Chris McGowan with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative. Our guest today, an executive with Elite Executive Partners and Elite Staffing, also an independent human resources consultant in, in her own right, Chris Namani, who also serves on the board of directors of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce. And just before the break, Chris, you were talking about your conversations with Chris Ferry and Stuart Lee and making a decision to go into your own business. Um, let's pick it up there and tell us about that decision and what went into the risk of taking on your own business enterprise. Well, it was very exciting for us because Chris was already working at IBC. She had been the president of a venture prior to that. So she had a wealth of knowledge that she was bringing to the table. Obviously, Stuart Lee is very entrenched in the community, has his own business. And so we were all having client bases that fed into a boutique staffing company. And it's been a very successful staffing company. As I said, uh, the Siouxland Chamber is one of your clients. You have many clients uh, throughout the tri-state area, and it's grown from just a, a local to a regional and now a national staffing yes. company. Did you ever see that growth coming? I didn't. You know, we hoped for it, but it was a dream. Yeah. And we look back and say, boy, aren't we lucky. Yeah, and, and for those who want to know more about your company and your services, where would you direct them to learn more? Is there a website um, that, that you would direct them to? Is there a phone number that they could reach out to? Absolutely. Elite Staff Co. EliteStaffCo.com. So that's E-L-I-T-E-S-T-A-F-F-C-O, EliteStaffCo.com, or a telephone number? 712 Zero one. You know, 712-224-4201. This company has, I think, exceeded your very own absolutely. optimistic expectations. And here we are now. I know how busy you were during COVID. 
And we're not going to have time in this short half hour program this morning to revisit how hard you worked because I remember that personally. As an executive with the Chamber of Commerce, we were reaching out to you constantly, morning, noon, and night. What do we do about this? How do we handle that? And kudos to you and your team for helping navigate an unprecedented uh, pandemic. But in the wake of COVID, you have now helped the Chamber, and in particular, the chair of our board of directors for this fiscal year, Mandy Graham, the COO at Great West Casualty, to focus on the importance of mental health. And as we said at the introduction this morning, or earlier in the program, you mentioned, uh, or I mentioned, that you have done a couple of presentations in the past week about the importance of mental health and how to address it as an employer. Absolutely. You know, we see it, it, some of it is a trickle down from COVID, but there has been a surge in mental health issues that affect the workplace. You know, that's that's such an important consideration, and I think people sense that, but you actually mm-hmm. have the data to back up that surge. Right. So data shows us that back in 2022, 44% of employers observed mental health in the workplace. Now the data shows just from 22 to 2023, it's up to 77% of employers reference seeing employee issues in the workplace. That's staggering. So basically what that means is that in 2022, if 100 employers were surveyed, 44% had observed an increase over the previous calendar year or fiscal year in mental health issues in the workplace. In 2023, that surged from 44 to 77%. Correct. That's really a remarkable number. And it's scary. Do you attribute some of that as a professional to post-COVID and coming through COVID? I do. I think some of it was there before, and now we're just recognizing it. It's, it's such a complex issue. And part, I think you're right when you say much of it was there before. But I think that as a society, we are trying diligently to remove any stigma or barriers to addressing mental health issues. No one hesitates to say, I'm battling cancer, or I have a physical ailment, but I think we're reticent and much slower to acknowledge that mental health is every bit, if not more important, but we're slow to say, hey, I need some help, or we have some challenges that need to be addressed. Right, right, and we're trying to normalize that so people can talk about it in the workplace. And I know that that was one of the primary reasons that Mandy Graham in her capacity as the chair said, let's make this a primary focus for the chamber in fiscal 23-24. Yes, and she's doing such a great job at that. With that, she personally invited you to lead a workshop which became so popular this past week that you had to do the presentation multiple times to accommodate the number of people who expressed an interest. That response didn't surprise you, did it? No, it did not. We see it all the time. It certainly did us because we're not used to seeing those kinds of numbers either in person or on Zoom for one of our lunch and learns or one of our educational sessions at the chamber. Um, But this is one that seemed to really resonate um, with our 1,400 members and the participation was over 100, which was really remarkable. Yes, yes. Well, and it was nice because we were able to talk about, you know, What should you say when someone comes forward with, 
I'm struggling with mental health. I'm having anxiety. It's impacting my work. Because employers typically want to do the right thing. They want to be supportive, but they also don't want to know what, what can I say? That's such a gray area. They don't want to get sued for doing the wrong thing, and they don't want employer, employees to use it as an excuse for bad behavior. But we talked through, you know, what do you do with the ADA? What are EAP systems? What's FMLA? Things to do, things to not do. So I would encourage you, if you're interested, reach out to the chamber. They will share the slide with you. The PowerPoint uh, is at the chamber, and you can reach us at 712-255-7903. Our guest on Grow Siouxland this morning, Chris Nemani, an executive um, with Elite Staffing and Elite Executive Partners, uh, also has a uh, Chris also has an independent human resources practice. And Chris, the questions that were coming forward suggested to me that these employers are concerned about two things. Number one, doing what they can to address their employees' mental health issues. And it's not always the employee. It could be the extended family. It could be a friend. But trying to make sure that they're there for their employees, but also trying to make sure that in a very regulated industry, they do it right. And that's really where your expertise comes in. Yes, it was terrific information. Uh, and I really appreciate you giving us a platform to talk about it. Again, employee, employers want to do it right. We have got such great companies in this aggregate area, and they care about their employees. But they also want to make sure that they're being fair and consistent and following state and federal laws. And we all know those are constantly changing. Well, and and human resources, of course, a very heavily regulated area, which obviously is the foundation for your practice and your business. Yes. And I always work on the side of the employer. I represent the employer in my practice. I, I've done that for over 20 years, and I will always continue to do that. But the beauty of being a consultant, as I said, is I get to pick and choose clients that work with my moral compass. Well, Chris, again, uh, we're so grateful for the presentation that you and a couple of your colleagues from Elite Executive Partners provided to the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and our membership earlier this week. As I said, it was overwhelmingly well attended, um, which I think speaks to how important this issue is today. Absolutely. It is. And, you know, just a shout out to the team that I get to work with on a daily basis at Elite. Uh, it is all about them. They are what make us so great. And the team that we have built at Elite come to work every day, and I feel like I'm surrounded by family. Well, and I've got to work with you and your team, and I would echo your remarks. If you want info more, more information on this organization, they can be reached at 712-224-4201. On behalf of our producer, Mr. Justin Barker, and our sponsor, Chris Bogenreef, I'm Chris McGowan, and I want to thank Chris Namani for being our guest on Grow Siouxland. Well, thank you, Chris. Folks, go out and make it a great weekend. Try and stay warm. Those temperatures are, are down below zero again with the wind chills, so be safe. We'll visit with you next Saturday.